All right, so we are talking to Robert Bradford, AKA Billy Bob. How you doing, Billy Bob? Doing all right, how you doing today? I'm good. So just wanna say thank you real quick um, for letting us interview you here from Success After Hospitality. I know you and I worked together, God, how long ago was it? 2001 to late 2009, 2010, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Well, then I, I left the Hard Rock in 2010. So yeah, it's been at least at least 10 years. Yeah. So longer than that. So I just wanted to ask, you know, what you're doing now, how you've been, um, you know, what you did back in the day, the transition, all that fun stuff. So let's start off with, uh, you know, where do you work during your hospitality career? I uh, worked at the Hard Rock uh, from 2001 to 2011. The, the good, uh, started off times. picking up glasses and trash and worked my way up to uh, work in Swing Shift Center Bar. God, I hated that shift. Trash and yeah. glass. <laughs> for, for people who don't know, they used to make us walk around the Alexa to pick up the glassware from in, in between all the slot machines. And then you had to go around to all the bars and get all the trash. It was so busy. It was just a never ending cycle. Yeah. You could not get that trash cart through the crowd. It was so busy. Oh no. And that, that was back when Hard Rock was like the most famous place. You know, the bar is 10 deep for eight hours straight. And you're walking through piles of people with a giant trash bin and nobody would move. Cause everyone's just drunk and partying. God, those were the days. <laughs> there were the days though. Right. So what, uh, did you miss, you miss those days? You miss working in that nightlife? No, I miss the people I worked with, the people I went to battle with, uh, but I don't miss hospitality. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. A lot of people, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of people come in and say like, oh my God, you have the best job ever. And I'm like, try doing it day in, day out, dealing with drunk people and, you know, all the drama and stuff that we dealt with. And then just the, the hours that we dealt with and pounding Red Bulls. And it was, was the hours and it was, you know, your, your money went like this. Some days you can do really good. Yeah. And some days you can do really bad, you know, yeah, the inconsistency of it. Well, it was having a, a set paycheck yeah. with, <laughs> you know, I mean, when you're in the hospitality industry, if you want to go on vacation, that's cool, but it means you're not getting paid for yeah. the week you're on vacation. Yep. So you're actually losing money yep. going on vacation. Yep. I know we said that all, all the time. If, if you can go back, well, what would you change? You know, I don't know if it was much I would change. I needed a break in my life and it was, it came at the right time. I might've gotten out a little bit sooner. Yeah. And I did. <laughs> I, I, I think everybody would have done that part. <laughs> that, and that's the problem. Everyone gets, just gets so stuck. Cause I mean, the, the money's great. You know, where else can you go make, you know, like a hundred grand a year working four days a week with no real responsibility. <laughs> you know, th th that drop off when you leave is going to be tough, yeah. but you've got to get through it. And, you know, I wish I would have got through it a little bit younger because, yeah. you know, I'm enjoying what I do now. Yeah. I'm enjoying where I'm at. I wish I could be where I'm at now, five years ago. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people say, especially, you know, out in Vegas, we're so fortunate to make so much money, you know, at such a young age. And a lot of people, when they transition out of the hospitality career into something else, it's, you know, you take that pay cut. I talked to a buddy of mine the other day. It took him four years. He said he's just finally starting to make Vegas money again. But yeah. he's never, it, been, never been happier. I've never been happier. Yeah. Uh, if you can go back, would, would you do it over again or would you go straight out straight into like the, say the career you're in? Um, I'd do it again because uh, I started doing consulting out of college and I did it for about five years 
and I was traveling all over the U.S. I needed a break. So that's why I moved to Vegas to take a little break. And then 9-11 happened, which killed the consulting industry. I picked up a job at the Hard Rock, which is going to be temporary. And it was such a good job that, you know, I was like, I'm making more picking up glassware than I was designing computer applications and having a lot more fun. And so I stayed and worked my way up, but it became a trap. It's like, I don't want to leave. And, I don't want to take days off. And that's what I, that's what I think happens to everyone. Everyone says, Oh, you know, I'm going to bartend, put myself through college or up. Then, you know, you get stuck and you do, you get trapped, you know, you get stuck with the, the, the convenience, the money, the lifestyle. I mean, all of it. And you know, the, the famous last words as you know, out, out in Vegas is one more year, one more season. You know, all of a sudden 10 more years went by. You're like, Oh, what happened? Yeah. It goes by just like that. Yeah. How, how was your transition from, you know, bartending into that? Like, were, were you doing both until you finally made the decision to quit? Uh, no, uh, it, it came to a point where I didn't want to raise my kids in Vegas. Uh, I wanted to get some normalcy. And when I first left, I moved to Florida and it was the hardest first three years I've ever had, you know, because you go from making that Vegas money you know, making six figures in cash to making $38,000 a year, working six days a week. Like you can't turn your spending off. Yeah. Like you get used to living a certain way. And those first three years were the roughest I've had. Uh, you know, a lot of stress, a lot of depression. Like, what am I going to do? Do I want to go back to Vegas? Uh, but once I got pushed through it, it was just a, a steady climb. And then just it shot up to where I'm at now. Yeah. And then that, that's the hard part of the transition. Like, I mean, you said it perfectly. You can't turn, turn the spending off. We're so used to just having money. I mean, how many times did we get off work, 500 bucks in your pocket and just go blow it that night? Like, oh, I worked for free. I'll make it back. No, to didn't matter. Gotta, you know, I, I have a story I tell people is like, you remember the Motorola flip phones that had the, uh, there was one, some, one of the Motorola phones came out. I don't remember what brand, what, which model it was, but, uh, we went to Best Buy, the guy's like 500 bucks. And I was like, oh, that's just a shift. Go, let's go ahead and get it. Yeah. You know, I'll just yeah. make that money tomorrow. Right. It's crazy. Now, now, if you can go back, would you, would you have changed your spending habits? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think, I think every single one, person that I talk to says the same thing. Like, I wish I, had, I wish I could go back now and slap myself in the face for all the dumb shit I bought. <laughs> I, I don't even, know how many $500 beers I've had afterwards. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to stay for one. Uh, look, like I said, no, look, I work for free. Oh, well. <laughs> Vegas was hard too, because like I started bartending in California. Everything was done at two. So you had nowhere to go. We went to like Denny's, Bill Taco or something, or to an after party at someone's house, which you know didn't cost money. We'd always like, I remember giving people money across the bar, like go to the liquor store and get beer before they close at two and then to take to the after party. But then there was no spending. But then Vegas is, you know, 24-7 plus the gambling. Oh, I'll throw 20 bucks in the machine. Oh, another 20. Oh, down a couple hundred. Oh, you know. Yeah. That, 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 that's when the money goes pretty quick. Definitely. I had. How did you feel like that, that first day when you knew you were going to resign and you weren't going to bartend anymore? Um, really nervous. Well, I had thought that you know, leaving Vegas and moving to Florida with my basic experience, you know, going somewhere else, I'm already, I'm just going to shoot up and things are going to be great. But no, yeah. uh, that honeymoon ended quick. Yeah. Like things were different. Things are different in different areas, like Orlando, Florida, 
working in a restaurant is completely different than Vegas. The clientele, the workers, the people, it's all different. Oh yeah. It was, that, it was a quick return to reality. So when, when you were out there and you, I know you said you were struggling the first few years, did you ever think about like picking up a bar shift, like bartending night still? Uh, what I did is, I mean, bartending is hard to get out of your system. So for a while in Orlando, when I was uh, working a computer, you know, job, I picked up a bartending job at Universal Studios just one or two days a week, just so I could get behind a bar and yeah. see people, more people, because you get used to seeing people interacting yeah. with customers and guests. Yeah, that, and, that, 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 that's a hard part. Is, you know, like we were talking about earlier is, you know, we were 10 deep, 10, 100 people screaming at you all day long. And then the camaraderie with the friends that we worked with, and you know, we're back behind the bar talking shit to each other. And, God, remember, remember those guys behind the bar like hitting cement walls, you bump into them. (laughs) But yeah, I think just one day it just clicks. Like there's other things I'd rather do with my time than stand behind a bar. Like, you know, I can make more money working. Yeah. So. How's your like quality of life from, you know, being up all night and going to bed when the sun's coming up to, you know, now that we're living a more normal, normal set schedule. It is so much better uh, to be able to take your kids to school, pick your kids up from school, take them to practice, games on the weekends. You know, when you're you're a night owl, you know, you can't do any of the after school stuff. Um, you know, weekends and stuff, you're, you know, you're going to be working, you're going to be tired. It, it's definitely better. Like nights and weekends off, paid holidays off is so much better. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you how many Christmases and New Year's Eves, Thanksgivings, I mean, you name it. I never, I don't know, all holidays off, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth of July. No, I never, now, what was a holiday? Like, we yeah. didn't have holidays. No. Tuesday. Never, Tuesday's I, a holiday. Yeah, I had nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were off like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That was it. That's all you got. <laughs> One of those days. Uh, unless it was like a holiday weekend or something, then no, it's, you don't get that either. Yeah. I remember the... Uh, then the lifestyle, you know, working doubles and triples. Or just, you know, like when uh, like 2008, 2009, once the economy kind of, the housing market crashed. And based on my seniority, I got moved to graveyard for like almost a year. That's really tough when you have a family working graveyard. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that just takes a toll on your body too. The human body is not supposed to be awake at night and go and sleep during the day. Yeah. God bless those guys that do it and love it, but No. Not for me. So some of those guys, like graveyard guys, are like nocturnal. Like they didn't mind, they didn't bother them. But me, I mean, I, I did it for years and I always struggled. You know, I spent the majority of it in nightclubs. So I got it. I still get out of like, you know, five, six a.m. So it wasn't like the 8 a.m. shift, but still, I mean, driving home and the sun comes up and blackout curtains and trying to sleep when the sun's up and I'd sleep for a few hours and wake up and, and remind myself I could take a nap before I went back. Otherwise, I'd be dead. And it's just, it's just a never ending cycle. You're just a walking zombie for years and years of your life. Yeah, for sure. Turned into, you know, I, I remember they, we didn't have Red Bull then. I remember when Red Bull first came out, we were stocking like one case a night behind the bars and then it exploded and like every single well had like four cases on it on a nightly basis. We would go through so much Red Bull yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we were the number one consumer of the Red Bull in the country then. In the world, one, one single location. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. a couple of years. Vodka Red Bulls were like the drink for years. It's funny, how, how many Red Bulls did we pound in the back? 
that, that sounds like liquid crack for us. Like, okay, Red Bull time, let's go. Like that got us through shifts. I mean, there, there was a point in my career when I was drinking like four Red Bulls a night. Like who knows what kind of damage that did to my insides. Yeah, I would, we would drink those things like water. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was rough. And, and, and that's the part of the lifestyle too, is, you know, we have so many friends that are addicted to, addicted to energy drinks for one, but a lot of people now too are like, they're, they have to take like Xanax to get to work. They have to, they have to take lower taps, some kind of opioid just to make it through a shift. Just because like the mental beat down that they take on a nightly basis is just so rough. Yeah, and then, then they yeah. get off work and they're still jacked or they're still whatever that, you know, they can't go home and just go to sleep and they got to go out and you know, burn off all that energy. It's just a, a vicious, never ending cycle. Definitely. Like 100%. It, it's a different breed. Yeah. Now, if you, if you could give anybody advice that's, you know, stuck in the industry now and trying to get out or trying to, you know, just trying to think about life after hospitality, what, what would be the best advice you can give them? That it, it's 100% possible. Uh, everything in life is bartending, you know, they're, they're recipes, they're, they're steps, they're a set of instructions. Uh, you know, a vodka cranberry is a drink. A vodka cranberry with a lime is another drink. A vodka cranberry with OJ is another drink. Everything is based off of one thing. You add something else to it, you have something else. It's the same thing when you're doing computer development. You learn the basics and then you add one thing to it, you have something else. You add one thing else, something else to it, you have something else. So if you can mix drinks and, and handle the recipes and recipe building, it's the same thing in computer development. There's base things for everything and you just build off a couple key ingredients to make things happen. Yeah, and, and that, that's what, I mean, I, you know, getting out, I had to teach myself, you know, digital marketing. That's how I was able to get out too. And, and that's exactly what it was. I just started learning step by step by step, learning one program, one software, one program, one software. And I mean, I didn't really touch a computer for years. I know how to Facebook and send emails. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing is like, you learn one program and then you learn something else and you're like, wow, they're pretty similar. Yeah. They basically take the same steps. You learn certain else. You're like, that's pretty similar to what I learned before. And that's, that's all it is. You got to learn the first key steps. Don't think you can run and just slowly learn the basics. And then you just keep building on that. And next thing you know, a couple years down the road, not even a couple years down the road, uh, you're fully functioning. Yeah. And, and that's what, I mean, I think everyone, you know, when you first started out bartending, I remember sitting there cramming my like recipe drinks, you know, to like to pass the bartending exam. And, you know, I, I turned 21 and I went straight into bartending school. And I just remember studying that book like crazy. And just like you said, you know, vodka cranberry, a Cape Cod, a Cape Codder. You know, it's a, once you put, you know, a lime on it, it's called something else. You know, a rum and Coke, it's a Cuba Libre. Can't remember. I still remember all this stuff. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing, too, because like, you know, I, I'm teaching some former bartenders right now, uh, Salesforce and admin. And they're like, you know, there's so much to learn. I, I can't do this. You know, I don't understand. I'm like, when you first got on the bar. Did you know every single drink? If someone came up to you and asked you for like a Harvey Wallbanger, did you know what it was? Did you know what, you know, yeah. was in this drink? No, like it's just what happens is, is you realize that people come in, they order the same thing and, and the same thing. It's the same thing with Salesforce. There's certain, like it can do so much, but you basically only do a certain core amount of tasks. And then you'll do something that's based on that something else. Like you don't have to know everything about it. You just learn the core things that you do and then in time, you learn a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. You gotta walk before you can run, just one step in front of the other. It's forward, forward progression. 
but I, I think people get too intimidated, like, oh, these people, you know, I'm competing with people who are doing this for 10 years and they know all this stuff. And I'm like, and they had to learn one step at a time. Like, you can't just get the book and say, like, oh, this book's, I'll never learn all this. It's like, of this book, this thick, you're actually going to use this much. Yeah. Just learn the key parts. But think about all the drink recipes of drinks that we never, ever, ever poured. Nobody ever answered. <laughs> Nobody yeah. ever asked for No them. one ever asked for them. Yeah, They still teach those same drinks. I'm like, why? <laughs> but, the th but it's the same thing in development. You know, if someone come and order a drink, I'd be like, I don't know what that is. What is that? And they tell you. But it's the same thing if I'm doing development. If I don't know how to do something, you just Google it. Yeah. And there's the answer. Oh, okay. I got this. I know. I know what it is now. Google, between Google and YouTube have literally saved my entire life. I mean, it's, it's been crazy. The stuff that I've taught myself just literally via, via Google and YouTube. And There's you know, so many resources up, out there now Yeah, to well, learn. Well, we didn't have that. I mean, you know, I still remember typing up my reports in high school on a typewriter. It was, we didn't have computers. <laughs> no, I remember I had, I had a typewriter class. I, I, I got three computers on my desk right here. One here, one here, and one down here. <laughs> You know, people these days have so much technology and so much useful information that they just, you know, they don't really want to take the time to use this, especially bartending. Everything came so easily to us that people don't want to take the time to learn it. Like, ah, it's, you know, I can just go sling drinks and make, you know, easy money. But over time, yeah. as long as you, you think you've been a last forever and stuff, it really takes a toll on your mind, body, and soul. It's, it's the trap. Like I'm working center bar, hard rock, five days a week. You know, I'm at the top. I don't want to go be at the bottom somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, they, but I mean, just the physical activity of, you know, Hard Rock Center Bar five days a week. I mean, 10, you know, when that bar was slammed back when it was, you know, super busy. I mean, that was like backbreaking labor. You know, you're hunched over back, back turn for, you know, eight hours straight. Like I remember I'd be like, dude, my back hurt. And I was, you know, my mid twenties. Can you imagine doing that in forties and fifties? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when I started, we'd have to do a beer run and it'd be two carts full of beer, two full carts yeah. of 18. So 18 and then four on top, 22 beers. So 44 cases of beer yeah. just to restock mid shift. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. I, I remember running through the casino holding three cases running through the crowd, <laughs> hoping I didn't drop them. And then, then now you're probably, you're probably still do two. <laughs> I could probably, probably barely do one. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just just that that physical the physical labor. I mean, everyone has a shelf life. I mean, you know, everyone jokes about it with the women. You know, okay, women get older and they hire you know younger younger women every year or whatever. But for men, men as well too. I mean, you know, just the physical aspects. I mean, I, I still have you know bad shoulders, bad lower back, everything. A lot from extreme sports, but a lot from bar setting as well. I yeah, I mean, back, I did get scar tissue in your neck. I'm like, it's not just. I spent most of my life like this. <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's another reason one of the reasons i left is i didn't want to be the 50 year old bartender working with a bunch of 20 year olds yeah, yeah like yeah, I, yeah. I remember when we first got promoted and you me and romo went to uh smith and lewinsky's yep and models of crystal yeah but there was that old bartender there you know just telling stories being entertaining and i'm like one day i was like man is that gonna be me like I won't be able to work in a high volume place anymore. I got to go somewhere slower and just tell war stories to people and serve like 10 drinks an hour. Yeah. Hey, I mean, look at the guys that are doing like gaming bars now, you know, that's like, especially guys that get out of like, you know, the hard rock and like high volume places. Like you said, you can't do that high volume forever. Eventually you bend down, you end up either like fine dining 
or like a gaming bar or some just you know, little bar in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, and that was another thing that made me get out on my terms, because, I mean, if you looked at all the people that left the hard rock, not on their terms, what was usually going to happen? You know, if you're a guy, you're working graveyard at a PT somewhere until you get a spot like it's a job, you know, it'll pay the bills, but you know, I mean, that's not something that you want. Yeah. So I was like, when I leave, I'm going out on my terms. Yeah. That's awesome. man. That's a, like the best thing we could have. I, I honestly wish I got out earlier. I kept trying to get out and I kept getting sucked back in, got out, got sucked back in. I mean, my, my biggest fear is being a 40 year old bartender. I mean, I, I got out of, I quit bartending. Uh, what, 38, I think. I, I stopped at 39. Yeah. I mean, I quit a few times before, but I kept getting sucked back in, sucked back in, sucked back in. But I told myself I would never do it after 40. There's no way. So I don't know. Do you have anything else to let, let people know and inspire people on how to get out? I mean, just there's so much available out there for free to learn. Uh, Salesforce provides uh, free training. They're called Trailheads. So if you go to uh, trailhead.salesforce.com, they provide free training on their entire suite of products. You could just go to trailhead.salesforce.com, create a free account, and learn enough on that to get fully certified in Salesforce for That's free. Awesome. And it, guys, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, I'll put, a, I'll put a link below too so you can check that out as well. But yeah, just get out there. There's so much to learn. Uh, you know, the trailhead for Salesforce, there's uh, so many learning sites out there for free. YouTube has just any topic you want. Just get out there, create a free account and just start hacking away at it. It's going to be slow. It's gonna, you're going to start slow, but it'll build so fast. And, you know, look at me now, you know, I, I work from home and I do, you know, three times better than I did in Vegas. And then when I go on vacation, I can actually enjoy being on vacation. Yeah, so you're not, like you said, you're not not making money. You know, you're not yeah. only not making your, your tips. You know, you're also spending money. So we looked at it as it's a double it's, negative. Yeah, it's a double negative. <laughs> not only am I going to make it that, not going to make $1,000 this week, I'm going to go below $1,000. So I'm really losing $2,000. So a lot of times we wouldn't take trips because we're like, ah, do I really want to spend two grand? You know, I'm going to miss out on that thousand or, you know, however much money, depending on what shift you had. Yep. All right, Billy Way. It was good to, good to catch up with you. I appreciate you. Um, hopefully, we're going to inspire other people to, you know, make their way out. Yeah, I mean, just you got to take that first step. You know, I didn't walk off the street to start bartending at the Hard Rock in Vegas. I had to pick up glassware for almost a year. God, I hate you know, it's the same thing in life, man. You just got to take, you got to invest in it and grow and learn. That's how you're going to do it. Uh, and guys, we, we all know that that transition is rough. You know, you go from, you know, making that easy, quick money and stuff, but you got to take a few steps back to make positive steps forward. But forward movement, it'll always happen. Yep. Just take that step. All right, Billy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thank you. Bye.